This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on September 10th, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. Glory to you, O Lord. And the words of my address will be based on this reading and its context. Jesus says, if another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that Every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. <clears throat> May I invite you to pray with me. Let's pray. Give us hearts to know you, Lord, to hear you, to know who you are, so that we can be your people and you our God. Amen. Where two or three are gathered, it can be really hard to get along, can't it? Um, does that, has that ever rung true for you? It certainly has in my journey on this mortal coil. Should it be? Should, does that way it has, has to be? What does it mean for Christians if that's what happens in our circles? That's the challenge, I think, and the opportunity uh, that we face as God's people. And in our gospel reading today, Jesus addresses how we as Christians might work through such a challenging situation when one Christian sins against another. Not a safe place sometimes. The goal, as we heard in our Gospel reading, is to regain the one who sins. And in every age, differences among Christians can and do arise. Differences that can sometimes lead to inappropriate and even sinful actions against one another. And it's that perhaps narrow situation that I'm going to speak to today, and particularly the context uh, of these words of Jesus in the Gospel reading today. When differences among Christians lead to sinful, hurtful responses, it need not be, indeed it should not be, forgive and be forgiven is God's teaching for us. It's true in every age of the church, isn't it? The church has struggled in the past with disagreement and we might, our own minds might take us to various times. But 
let's go to the scriptures themselves. For example, in Paul's letter to the new churches, he is often and invariably dealing with differences uh, and teaching the newly formed disciples how to live, how to live with and through difference. How? Through the gospel, through the good news of Jesus Christ and at his cross is the place to gather. My favourite letter of Paul is to the letter to the Philippians because he shows so much joy over partnering uh, together with people and yet, and yet in chapter 4 it starts out with these words, I urge Euodia and I urge Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord and it does involve our minds, this living together. Yes, and I ask you also, my loyal companion, help these women for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are written in the book of life. Their names are written in the book of life. They are co-workers in the gospel and yet there's difference. Paul urges them to be of the same mind in the Lord. Perhaps even more pointedly, in the letter to the Galatians, Paul says, for the whole law is summed up in a single command. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. We know all of that, don't we? He goes on to say, if, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Not a safe place at all. And hand on heart... I know, and perhaps you know too, that this can be true of the church in every age. The challenge in every age is where there is difference. How do I, how do we respond? And Jesus speaks into this. Conflicts happen and they can fester, they can explode when we don't work through them together and openly. And I think if I keep on saying at the cross... I need to. I think it's really important that where we have differences, that our meeting place is right here as we gather today at Jesus' cross. Because I don't know about you, but part of my experience is that people often talk more about another person than they might with them when there's a place of difference. I'm right. You're wrong. It's tempting to throw one's hands up in the air about the prospects of resolution to difference sometimes, in spite of what Jesus outlines in this three-step process, if you will, in the Gospel reading. And I'm going to contend that it's not a three-step process necessarily either. Much of Jesus' teaching in Matthew brings us to this point. For example, at the very beginning of the Gospel, in what we know as the Sermon on the Mount, in the early chapters of, of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus spells out a series of hard-to-attain, at least they seem hard-to-attain for me, expectations for us as disciples. For example, if you are angry with a sister or brother, you will be liable to judgment. That sounds pretty tricky, doesn't it? If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. Do not resist an evildoer. Love your enemies. And so it goes on, be perfect, be mature as your heavenly Father is mature. Be mature in this place, especially where we might have difference. Forgive us is the prayer that Jesus gives us. Forgive us as we forgive 
those who sin against us. Jesus sets a high bar and he does not let us, his followers, off the accountability hook. But his pledge, his promise for you and for me is to be present with them, to be present with us, whatever comes. It's a promise that empowers the disciples then, that empowers us today, that empowers you and me to live into the callings that we have, the high callings that we have as Christians in the world. Jesus calls us as a church to be a, a community that nurtures honest dialogue and that refuses to keep silent, as Denise and the kids showed us, speak up in the face of behaviour that, behaviours that harm others. I think it's by hearing this gospel reading today in its context, and we'll hear the follow-up to that in our gospel reading next Sunday, where Jesus talks very pointedly about forgiveness and forgiving others or not forgiving others, that we find that the primary function of what Jesus outlines today is less a wooden sort of take three steps as a policy or process and more as a model to show us how to keep walking alongside one another in Christian love, to call out sin and to model what it is to love, to forgive, to restore and to be restored in love even and especially where there might be difference. Sometimes we may and we will disagree on some issues. But dear friends in Christ, there can be no disagreement on us, uh, among us about the mandate we have as Christians to love as Christ first loves us. Again, as we know at the place of Good Friday, and the place of sacrificial love on the cross. A long time ago, I was a district president, a district bishop in the church, if you will, in New South Wales and the ACT. I was often called upon when there were differences and complaints about someone in a congregation. You, come and fix it, was often the message that I received. Back then... I sometimes despaired about the way Lutheran Christians, people of the gospel, treated one another. That's over 15 years ago. And it still happens today. What is going on, dear friends, in Christ? And I'm a party to it all too often too, I know. Here at St Paul's, we've formed a team to help people if there are differences, which they need to work through. It's called our listening and facilitating team. Listening and facilitating team, it's called LIFT, for short, listening and anyway. It's made up of our pastoral staff, Kathy and Sue and myself, uh, and also some lay people, Gary, and chaired by Ange, and she's been married 50 years, so she's a good person to be chairing this group, um, to help us if we come to a place where we're working, trying to work through difference, but we don't know how to do it. Well, it's starting to get hard, it's starting to fester, it's ready to explode perhaps. We've recognised in the church over many years that the words of Jesus today are not a wooden three-step process for handling a complaint or being a policy. They, they're going to undergird, it's going to show us how to do this, don't get me wrong. But this is about how we live together, 
how, we for, how the mind of Christ is formed in us so that by our hearts of faith and our words of peace, we can work through places of difference. Our Gospel reading today is situated shortly after Jesus' strong exhortation to show concern for the little ones, as we had in the children's address. But not only the children, but all of us, fellow Christians and people in the community without voice, without any agency for power. Jesus says, truly I tell you, unless you become like children, in Matthew 18, unless you become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. There's a pretty strong word for us as we come to difference in the church. Whoever becomes humble like this child, as Jesus brings a child in his midst, like as we had today, whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Humility in our living, in our dealing with each other, Jesus says, is the key. Humility in listening, listening to Jesus and to what he says about listening to one another is learning what it is to be, uh, uh, not to place a stumbling block in the way of little ones, I think. Let's not hinder their walk in life with Jesus. So don't let your different views on things, whether it be, for example, ordination in the church, whether it be, you know, worship wars that we've had for a thousand years in the church, if you don't worship this way, it's not really the right way or whatever it might be, or whether it be on the voice uh, referendum that's before us, don't let your demands, your self-righteousness, your sin get in the way of another and their faith. Sort it out. And as Christians, we can. But always do it from the point of humility and love and with the faith of the little one with whom you have a difference in your mind, the mind of Christ in you. Come to the cross and sort it out. Next Sunday, I'm going to follow up today with a story of reconciliation. I'm going to refer to this painting. It's called, and you might see it, Many Eyes at the Cross. You might have seen this somewhere before. And actually, there's posters of this in our community room. It's the wonderful work of a nine-year-old Lutheran Christian. Uh, and remember, Jesus is talking about becoming like little children. It might be interesting what this nine-year-old has to say to us. It's the logo for the LCA's Reconciliation Action Plan, which was adopted by our church at our 2018 Synod. It reminds us that we can and do hold different views on all manner of things, like the referendum on the voice to Parliament. And yet it shows us that at the cross, we can live together and we can live with our differences, which should not be about dividing and conquering. Dear friend in Christ, you are a Christian, are you not? You are a follower of Christ. We together are Christians, a community of faith following Christ. In a couple of Sundays' time, I'd like to invite you to come along uh, on the 24th to share your views on the referendum, on the voice. I'm prepared to say that I'm a yes person as it comes to this referendum. 
I do so not because I'm telling you how you must vote, but because I think it's a good and important thing for us to be able to speak about freely. We can take the lead on this and show how it can be done in the community. Through open dialogue, I'm seeking to model the command of Christ to love and to show God's love in our community. Will you please help me by holding me accountable to this? But equally, will you too be with me accountable? Bear with me in love through this where you may hold an alternative view. Walk together even when we differ. Let's always meet at this wonderful place of life, forgiveness and hope where Jesus is gathered with two or three. In the verses we hear today, look at them closely because four times in the first three verses of our reading, Jesus makes reference to listening or refusing to listen. This repetition suggests that the call to hear one another, to listen closely to the reality of the other, is a vital com component of being a community following Jesus. He meets us at this cross and he promises not to desert us as we face challenge and seek to grow in living more fully into being the community of faith, a community of life, a community that makes a difference that God calls us to be in his new creation. Jesus doesn't desert us, but brings us all together. I, when I am lifted up, will draw all people to myself. He is present wherever two or three are gathered in his name. A name that means God with us, Emmanuel. God who saves, Jesus, and who promises you. Truly, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. Love, forgive, live. Amen. Yes, I will worship your